This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church, Dave? Yes. Go to Bethlehem.Church forward slash south then. Dave, it's about to get warm. Not like in this room, like outside. The weather is about to get really okay. warm. <laughs> you startled me. <laughs> start throwing shade at one another. Okay. No, it's about to get really warm. Like the snow will start melting. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be 40 something on you Monday, You guys are going to go sledding. We are going to go sledding on Sunday. That's right. So if you're hearing this podcast and thinking this is the one that will come out before then, uh, come sledding. If you're a youth, youth and family or, you know, go grab a youth. Like have a spo- a youth sponsor you, and you can come sledding on Sunday, twelve to three. I'll have hot chocolate. Do you got a youth yet, Dave? Not yet. We're getting close, but not yet. I'll loan you a youth. Oh, thanks. If you wanna, if you wanna do that. Thanks, Dave. When it gets warmer outside, what is the first thing you're gonna go do? Well, I mean, just being outside will be nice. Uh, we we were just talking. It feels like this winter has been such an odd winter because there's been very little snow actually. And then as soon as snow came, it got like negative 40 degrees right away. So we haven't, we haven't even been sledding this winter. So we were, we were talking about where could we go sledding? We should go sledding. We should, you know, we've, we've built like one snowman because mm-hmm. there hasn't been enough snow. And then it got really cold. So Sad. There's stuff to do. Sad. Well, yeah. come sledding on Sunday, Dave, you and your family. It'll be fun. It'll be okay. Today we are uh, taking a little break from our series on end times. Uh, next week's episode will be a lightning round of eschatology, two-minute hot takes by your pastors at South Campus. Uh, today we thought we'd uh, record and release an episode on Lent. Lent. Dave, we're Baptists, and we put out a guide about Lent, and we pay attention to Lent and the church calendar. Is that, is that okay? Are Baptists allowed to do that? I sure hope so, because we did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, you know, obviously there's some people who, you, you know, you could you could use Lent wrongly, and you could make it a, a badge or a way to earn righteousness or something like that. We, we believe that we already have righteousness in Christ. Um, that being said, you know, I, I do think that there's a, a helpfulness in regards to the church calendar. So for years and years and years at Bethlehem, we've done Advent, which is this season where we kind of enter into the the birth of Christ. And that's helpful, right? Because we, we remember the first coming and we look forward to the second coming. And that's a helpful season to kind of focus our hearts in a certain way. And that's really what Lent is meant to be. So Lent, historically, historically, like before maybe the history that we're afraid of as Baptists, was always a, a, a season of preparation for candidates for baptism to just kind of enter into uh, the, the suffering of Christ, the temptation of Christ in looking forward to Easter, uh, the resurrection of Christ. And so that's, that's what we're trying to do. And, and I do think it's helpful to take it, maybe a way to say it is be to take advantage of this season corporately to say, hey, we're going to try to tune our hearts together towards something so if i am a baptist which you are right oh yes good yes i have to check myself every morning but still a baptist baptist yeah uh still believe baptist and bible um if i am a member at a baptist church and my pastors are commending to me lent 
as a season to yeah. participate in in something. And I choose not to mm. participate in the Lenten season. Is that a problem? You know, somebody says, no, that's not what I'm going to do in this particular season. I'd say that's fine. That's totally, that's, <laughs> you don't have to do anything with it. Um, I mean, I, I do know a few people who have come out of certain backgrounds of religion who have seen things like this maybe uh, unhelpfully applied, abused, and therefore just don't want to go there. You know, yeah. it's painful or they, it's just a struggle. Their, yeah. their heart kind of has this gag reflex against it. And I, I think that's okay. Um, I'm, I don't, the, making this Lent guide was not a, uh, statement of what you must do if you're a member here at the South Campus or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the guide is meant to be one in which we utilize the church calendar to lean into the spiritual disciplines. That's right. Obviously, we pay attention to the church calendar. Christmas and Easter are a thing. Yeah. And you know, every Sunday as good Protestant Christians is a remembrance of the resurrection of Jesus. That's right. The life, death resurrection and reign of Jesus, the gospel story. It doesn't seem to be a particular reason why we ought not potentially use the church calendar to reflect on these things, uh, regardless of our traditions or background. Right. So let me ask it a different way to you. Every once in a while, I have to turn the questions around. It's like your judo. What would be a a helpful reason, maybe even even giving a little bit of the history for people, to lean into the church calendar. Why is it helpful? Where did it come from? Yep. So, I mean, liturgically speaking, the church calendar uh, arose thinking about a number of different events throughout church history. So uh, if you're really thick into the church calendar in the Roman Catholic or Eastern Orthodox Church, um, there are feasts related to all kinds of particular Christians that lived throughout history. For some uh, of those traditions, those feasts intermesh with praying to those Christians. So that's a thing in several mm-hmm. Christian traditions to pray to dead saints, you know, which we would reject right. as unhelpful, unbiblical right. here at Bethlehem. So that would be like a, a very full sense of the church calendar. A much more narrow sense of the church calendar would really just be in line with and aware of the Jewish calendar. So things like Passover, Pentecost, which is essentially uh, Easter and Easter tide mm-hmm. on the on mm-hmm. the church calendar. Mm-hmm. So and we're aware of that every year and that date moves around because it moves around. Passover mm-hmm. moves around on the Jewish calendar mm-hmm. um, in comparison to uh, our Gregorian calendar. So you scale it all the way up. There's lots and lots of stuff that we would say that's well, certainly in those traditions that's unhelpful unbiblical as far as just the mere existence of it it, it's just a thing that already exists and Mm -hmm. at bethlehem we have long utilized it in different ways both in advent and lent holy week for sure Uh, we've had a monday thursday and a good friday service and a christmas eve service and at other times we've utilized different parts of the church calendar in different ways purely as a help and a way to organize ourselves together corporately, Mm -hmm. not as an obligation, Mm -hmm. not as a binding of conscience. Correct. Correct. So that's how I'd respond, Dave. Now, Dave, 
Mm-hmm. We didn't do any prep for this episode. You nope. basically just walked in and I was like, let's do one on Lent. We just released a guide. Yep. I'm going to read to you a quote by Carl Truman. Hmm. And you're going to respond. So Carl <laughs> Truman is a, uh, a Presbyterian um, professor, former Baptist. May he come back to uh, this side of the fold. Um, so this is Carl Truman <laughs> talking may, may about. come back. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. Cool. So. Carl Truman uh, says this about Lent. I can understand Anglicans observing Lent. Hey, I can't even approve of them doing so when I'm in an exceptionally good mood or have just awoken from a deep sleep and still a little disoriented. It's part of their history. It connects to their former liturgical history. All denominations and Christian traditions involve elements that are strictly speaking unbiblical, but which shape their historic identity. For Anglicans, the liturgical calendar is just such a thing. These reasons are not compelling in a way that would make the calendar normative for all Christians, yet I can see how they make sense to an Anglican. But just as celebrating July the 4th makes sense for Americans, but not the English, for the Chinese or the Lapse, so Ash Wednesday and Lent really make no sense to those who are Presbyterians, Baptists, or Free Church Evangelicals. Hot take, Dave. Respond to Carl Truman's quote there. I mean, he's a lot smarter than me, so don't want to be too hard <laughs> on him. Uh, I'm reading a really good book by him right now that I really appreciate. Uh but I, I, I think, I mean, what I would probably say is sure. I, I mean, in in one sense, there. I mean, you already said it. There's there's nothing tying us to this necessarily. There's nothing tying us to this by any kind of uh, imperative. We just see it as a, like you said, something that's already in place that certainly has been misused and abused, but that doesn't mean never use it for the sake of the good of the church. And so, and, and, and maybe, maybe one thing I'd say particularly uh, that I think is helpful is, is we often struggle to have categories in a culture like ours of lament, going without fasting, like those kinds of spiritual disciplines. And I think that Lent uh, gives us an opportunity to kind of enter into those things in a substantial uh, intentional way, in a lot of ways, it's an, an emphasis on probably things that should be working their way into our lives on a more weekly, daily rhythm. Anyways, um, and I think it's just, it's just a, a helpful focus leading yeah. up to Easter. Yeah, an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to really seize a hold of what yeah. um, you know, both to embody what it was like to live in those days and to That's both right. long for, lament. And then uh, in victory, celebrate That's right. the risen Christ. Yep. So between yep. Advent to Lent to Easter and Eastertide, yep. that whole yeah. several months reenacts yep. uh, the gospel yeah. story. that's a helpful way to say it. It's in a reenactment. It, it's, it's almost, you know, like a, a bit longer reenactment than baptism is. Yeah. It, you know, it's, and baptism is commanded, so we do that because we're commanded to do that as well. But it's just an it's it's helping us imprint that story into our hearts, into our lives. Yeah. So corporately, we're seeking to do this together at South Campus, together with other previous years. You know, stretching all the way back into uh, Bethlehem's history at other times, even in previous decades. And we're inviting people to come along with us uh, as an opportunity to corporately together consider what it would mean to to look for, long for, and then lament the death of Jesus in preparation for victory on Easter Sunday. Yeah. Dave, do you know what you're preaching on Easter Sunday? 
Yeah, we'll be in uh, X8. Ooh. Uh, and I think the title is going to be United in the Death and Resurrection of Jesus. So it's the it's the story of the Ethiopian eunuch. Okay, he's, Philip, uh, the yep. evangelist, preaching the... Yeah, if he's preaching to him and mm-hmm. he runs up to his chariot, Isaiah 53... They go and they get baptized right away. So hopefully we have Dude, some baptism. Dude, on baptism. Well, I just counted this morning. We got a lot of work to do. I think there are up to 11 people. Well, and maybe I can preach a short sermon and let those things <laughs> preach themselves. <laughs> that, <laughs> That'd be great. Might be might be the need for two services just right there. Yeah, that's right. On its own. That's right. We are, yeah, there will be two, I think. So yep. yeah. not, a bad, not a bad problem to have at all. No, no, no. Anything else you'd say about church calendar, Lent? I mean... You know, a lot of times in ministry, you, you you begin to do things that are just helpful for you. And I just say it's probably just been the last three or four years personally that I've kind of started to investigate the church calendar more and try to enter into these rhythms myself a little bit. So really enter into Advent, really set my heart on the first coming and how good that was and looking forward to the second coming. Just let my heart anticipate during that season. And then the last few years doing Lent, you know, it's not a... It's nothing mystical or magical. It's just a matter of I'm just going to, I am, I'm going to fast from something. I'm going to, and when I want that thing, I'm going to let my heart run to Jesus and join him in his uh, His march towards the cross and his obedience. And it's just been a helpful, settling, good thing for my soul. And I think, I hope, I hope that's how it will be for other people too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Amen.